Welcome to the Bobcast Podcast. My name is Don. And my name is Mr. the one, the only. Actually, there's lots of people who, whose name is Scott, especially around my age, too. Like, really? Scott was a really popular name for a while, and I have no clue why. I knew one or two in high school. Scott's. I feel like I know a lot of Scott's my age. I had a boss named Scott for a while, but he was older than me. Okay. By a lot? No, no, probably 10 years. Okay. So I, I don't know why Scott was so, why anybody would want the name Scott. I don't think it's got any meaning, or maybe it does. Now I'm curious. Maybe it's like from Scotland. Ah, I'm from Scotland. Um, before we dive into the meaning of I'm your name. I'm not from Scotland. I must let the listener know that this podcast is kind of explicit. And we're, um, we maybe maybe yeah we're, we're, well I think we're going to use the words at least once okay yeah maybe. so yeah this one definitely the next one yeah so if you have kids that normally listen you might want to listen first is we will use some biblical terms in Ezekiel sixteen that are not exactly child friendly depending on how you raise your kids okay. um like if you let them watch CW shows like yo they can listen to the podcast. But if you don't, you might want to, uh, uh, you know, just be advised. We might throw around some words um, and concepts that are, you know, maybe a little graphic, <laughs> maybe a little bit adultish. So what's Scott mean? What's your name mean? I, I'm looking. And actually, so in the urban oh, dictionary. You've been warned. Okay, go on. In the urban dictionary. No. <laughs> oh, what's yeah. it? Is it? Is it? Um. Scott is the best gentleman you will ever meet. He knows wow. how to take care of a girl and treat her right. He's mm. always there for you. He's the most handsome and attractive man in the world. And Scott is a pretty awesome name. I don't know what I was talking about a couple minutes ago. Everything about him attracts you to him. Being in his arms makes you feel warm and safe. I love Scott so much and want to be with him forever. That's kind of how it would be fit in a sentence. According to a lot of these, it means somebody who comes... From Scottish descent. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the Urban Dictionary version. Oh. oh. Right, you know. Oh, Painted Warrior. Okay. From Scotland. I like that. <laughs> You're like the William Wallace. So Scott the can heart. also be a bad A that can kick a Matt and a Chris's A at any moment. Well, can you Urban Dictionary my... No. <laughs> Dang it. What? If you Urban Dictionary my name, it'll probably be like craptastic orange guy that ruins the United States government or something. I'm typing in Don. Please be gangster. <laughs> Please. Another word for boss, mafia. Yeah. Is that what Don? Don ordered me to whack that punk on 51st Street. <laughs> yeah. Don, the Don, the best, the S, the effing daddy, etc. <laughs> the only one who runs... Stuff, Brandon, you're the effing Don. <laughs> yeah, I'll take out a Chuck and a Matt and a probably a Scott too if I need to. Hey, if it's not in uh. the oh wow, um, <laughs> dude, is this is a player, AG, the one you look up to. <clears throat> when the thought came to you to search the word Scott, you likely became aroused. Typing the word probably gave you a raging. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> urban Dictionary is urban. Dude, I got. I, I'm. Uh, I'm sending. This, I got some friends. I'm sending this to really quick. Oh crap! I won't read this one because uh, this one gets a whole lot explicit, but it's incredibly funny. 
I hear you got to at least read a part right. of it. Well, and I got some <clears> pastor <throat> friends I'm sending my name meaning to. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which one. Wait, hold on. Where's the mom group? Oh, there it is. Yes, we call our chat group the mom group. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Even the dad part of it? Well, because a lot of guys in there like talk about parent things okay. and stuff like that. But there's more behind it. Anyway, let's see here. Okay. You have to like uh, can keep, you see the, it? keep the people entertained. Okay, so I got to keep everyone entertained while he goes ahead and reads this. I want to see if he finds this quite as funny as I do. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so if you get... Somebody named Scott wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever want a good laugh, you need to go ahead. <laughs> if, and if... For those of you that would consider dating an ex-girlfriend of a Scott, don't try it. These women are used to Scots. <laughs> They'll be satisfied with nothing else. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, that definitely changed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't go to Urban Dictionary without your parents' permission and look up Scott. We, we, we did give them the uh, pre-warning, don't read with kids, or don't oh, listen to kids. Goodness. Oh. Um, so. Man. All right. Well, now that we've done the unholy part of our section, we'll do... <laughs> so, uh... Oh, wait, I don't think... Speaking of horrors, let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> so... You're just going to let me call you that? <laughs> well, I mean, if you read that Urban Dictionary... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I can argue with that one. I just got to say, man, I'm a Don. <laughs> <laughs> I just closed my thing on accident. Wow. So anyway, yes, um... With parents' permission, go to Urban Dictionary. We don't get paid <laughs> by them. And look up your name. Uh, just be prepared to be shocked if you're not used to that kind of language. I was, uh, I was talking to my wife. So my two oldest, have, you, have I shown you the Key and Peel substitute teacher sketch? Oh, I've seen that one Jake before. Jake Wallen mm-hmm. and So, like, my son's a Packers fan. I know I'm a horrible parent. And... Um, Every time Aaron Rodgers on the screen, my wife and I make like A.A. Ron jokes or whatever. And of course, he doesn't get them because he's never seen the sketch. So right. finally, I show him in my, uh, I have a 13 and 14 year old. I show them the sketch and I'm cracking up and they're cracking up. And then I'm realizing like, you know, it's like words that like we don't use every day, uh-huh. kinda, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I was kind of confessing it to my wife and I put this thing like, but I don't want them to think that like. Being a prude means being a good Christian. Right. <laughs> and I do mean that. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. I also was like trying to justify my like, yeah, let him watch the Key and Peel sketch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted them to know that like being, you know, like I don't want them to, especially if my oldest goes to a public school to play football or something. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a whole new world. Oh, of, yes, it like, is. Like, and a lot of times we'll listen to, he loves hip hop, rap music and stuff. And, um, like oh he I gave him a Spotify account but it's parental controlled so anything with an E he can't listen to, so every once in a while like if we're in the car alone or something like we'll put something on and I'll try and walk through him with a song or whatever and then sometimes be like, oh I forgot about that part uh-huh. <laughs> like, it, it'll get pretty rough but um, we're both kind of into Hobson right now okay can't recommend that to the to the parents of no anyone really yeah thanks NF for featuring him on the track. <laughs> <sighs> He is very depressing. Enough? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he does a song with Hobson. Yeah, oh, does and, he? Okay. Yeah, and the Hobson part is phenomenal. Is it? And the fact that Hobson doesn't cuss <clears throat> is phenomenal in that part. Right. Um, but he's... So, once again, I'm not endorsing, but I'm endorsing. Um, he's got a new song that came out. I guess he's been struggling a lot. Hobson has. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually gives one of the most accurate pictures of the escalation 
from depression to suicide that I have ever heard. Wow. And he does it so well. And I actually, I just told you I sent my pastor friends, the mom group, yeah. um, send them something. I posted it in there and a couple of them, one of them messaged me kind of privately and the other one in public said like, I resonate a hundred percent with this song. Like, and I've heard, cause I've heard those words and those attitudes from people and I've just never been able to put it into words. And this song like just hits it. Wow. It's called, I think it's called Alone With Me or something like that. Hmm. But um, like, I mean, it covers everything from like imposter syndrome, like am I really supposed to be doing what I'm doing? Like to um, the best way to get revenge on somebody is to kill myself and make them think it's their fault. Wow. Like, and it goes to that, it goes through that escalation like insanely, insanely well. Wow. Um, once again, not recommending it. It's, it's got its fair share of F words, um, so on and so forth. But man, it was, it, it was quite amazing. So knowing that I've had struggles with those kind of thoughts before I decided, you know, I, I went through the song with justice, my oldest to, yeah. yes, his name is justice. It's cooler than your kid's name. <laughs> and, um, I uh, was like, hey, you know, like as you're getting older and you might, you know, start having these feelings like imposter syndrome, you might think like, am I supposed to really be doing this? Am I really good at what I'm doing? You know, like, don't let it go to this. And so like we were able to walk through the song a bit. And but like, you know, I know a lot of parents that would want to keep their kids kind of wrapped up in a a good Christian bubble. So, you know, they don't hear those words. But Hmm. man, like if, you know. They struggle with it later. You're gonna wish you had, you know, an idea of what they're going through. Yeah, I won't. I'll get off my soapbox. Huh. Again, I'm gonna have to take a look at it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm curious. But anyway, Ezekiel. let's talk about yeah. language that is meant to make a point. After we do chapter 15, you mean 16 um, or before? Well, we're doing chapter 15, but chapter 16, um, Ezekiel uses a lot of language that is very clearly making a point that's yeah. going to push some buttons. Um, it, it might make some people no longer want to listen to us. Right. Well, right. Because actually it fits very well with our own Christian culture, mm-hmm. really just as much as it fit with Israel and the Jews back in the time period. Yeah. Um, so it may push some buttons for us as well. Um, because I think many Christians take that mentality. Um, and I think we saw that a lot in recent in recent times, um, with our, our current American culture, at least. Mm-hmm. So let's do chapter 15 first. We're going to read through all of chapter 15. Um, it's actually kind of a short chapter. Um, it's kind of like a little, kind of like a little riddle. Um, the first part is the, the riddle itself. And the second part is kind of the explanation and yeah. Yeah. All right. Fire in the hole. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord came to me. Wait, are we reading in IV now, or are we still doing ESV? Um, I've been still... Both of my commentaries have the, EIV, the NIV text, okay. so... Uh, but, but I was going to say, but I do most of my stuff in ESV. So should I read it in the NIV or ESV? What, what's this here? ESV? Yeah, read out of it. Okay. That's fine. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, how does the wood of the vine surpass any wood? The vine branch that is among the trees of the forest. Is wood taken from it to make anything? Do people take a peg from it and hang it? 
Do people uh-huh. take a peg from it to hang any vessel on it? Behold, it is given to the fire for fuel. When the fire has consumed both ends of it and the middle of it is charred, is it useful for anything? Behold, when it was whole... <clears throat> It was used for nothing. How much less when the fire has consumed it and it is charred, can it ever be used for anything? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, like the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest, which I have given to the fire for fuel, so have I given up the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and I will set my face against them. Though they escape from the fire, the fire shall yet consume them, and you will know that I am the Lord, when I set my face against them, and I will make the land desolate, because they have acted faithlessly, declares the Lord God. So, one precursor is... Um... One thing that you really do want to keep in mind is that you might be thinking in the New Testament, but Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Um, The people in Ezekiel had not read that yet because Jesus had not said it yet because they existed chronologically. So when discussing this section, you may want to separate yourself a bit from that, unless Scott's commentary said something different. Well, it mentioned (laughs) what the vine was. So a vine still during this time period, according to... Um, the commentary was, uh, the vine is a peaceful habitation. It represents joy, abundance, fertility. Um, most of the time it was known like for the fruit of the, vi- the fruit of the vine, which wine, um, or however, poison ivy. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> believe kidding. me, I'm good at that. But at the same time, the wood from a, so what, what though makes this wood better than other wood, although the vine itself might be the, the simpl- the semblance of that. Is the wood going to be better than anything else? And ultimately, it's saying no, no, not really. It's it's wood. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> when he says like, do people take a peg from it to hang any vessel on it? Like he's basically saying it's not even useful for the like, you know, most common unelaborate thing in your house. Like you can't even make anything nice out of it. Not even like a peg to hang something on. Right. So it's really just like any other wood. Um, only crappier. Yeah, only crappier. Um, <laughs> so once again, this isn't the Jesus saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. So don't, don't think that. Right. Get that. Erase that New Testament from your head. Well, which is actually kind of also a big deal going into <laughs> chapter 16, um, because Ezekiel is about ready to lay down um, an allegorical story that is very much going to kind of take this little... Um, take this little saying or this little riddle a little bit further um, because we're going to see it kind of put in story form and we're going to kind of see how it really applies to Israel and, and really can even still apply to us today. <clears throat> um, so something dinged. So basically if um, it's just going to be used, uh, um, you can't do anything with it. It's going to be worthless. Um, especially after it's used as fuel, it's going to be even more worthless afterwards. Yeah. Um, and we're going to find out that Israel is going to be represented right here. Jerusalem being all of Israel. Um, ultimately, this is going to be used so that they will know that, that uh, well, once again, you hear the saying, and they will know that I'm the Lord. Um, but we're going to find out that because of their disloyalty, because of their worship of idols, because of their choosing to be disobedient, um, just like this, this wood, well, it's also going to be um, worthless as well. Yeah. 
And did you get anything else from chapter 15? No, mostly the same. Um, once again, Worthless Wood, basically usable for kindling, mm-hmm. which is like great for a minute. Yep. And that's about it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like I said, the, the biggest thing that was stressed between the two commentaries I was looking at was like, it's this isn't the, the Happy New Testament version, Testament version of the vine where you're having, you know, lifeblood pumped to you and all this kind of stuff and like you're going to grow and thrive. It's more like it's a completely different way to look at something like that. So we're not worried about the grapes here. We're worried about the kindling. Yeah. So. And that is our quickest run through a chapter ever. But don't leave yet. We we still got chapter 16 or part of it. Yeah. Which is a really, 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 really long one. Yes, so, so we have to break it down. Yeah, so I don't think it's, we're going to get through all of it in this podcast, but uh, I think we can at least get get a chunk out of it out of the way, or <clears throat> at least the happy, maybe the happy part of it, <laughs> well, the happy-ish part. <laughs> we're going to make no to Jerusalem, her abomination. <laughs> so happy. Well, this <laughs> is the part, though, when like, you're like, oh, it's such a nice story of God's rescue of, yeah, but then... But then... Dun, 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 they dun, mess it up. Dun, so... <clears throat> So chapter 16, um, it does have some language in it, um, as Don had said in the beginning. Um, sometimes it can get pornographic. Um, there is one or two other chapters in Ezekiel that, that kind of follow suit with that. Um, Honestly, I would say that <clears throat> from here on out, it, it could be touch and go. <laughs> yeah. As far as what he says and what, what is communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it might seem harsh, and I think that was the point. Um, it's not necess- It's supposed to be a chapter that's supposed to shock the listeners. Um, it's going to basically go against the grain of what Israel is used to hearing when it comes to how God portrays Israel. Um, he's, he's using language to make a point. Um, he's using it for shock factor. He wants to, in a sense, get it through their heads that he wants to get it through their heads that, that Jerusalem is coming to an end and that it is well deserved. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what's what's kind of gonna kind of go through chapter sixteen. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to start with <clears throat> one through five? do that i don't have a lot of notes on the first part but all right chapter 16 verse 1 through 5 um again the word of the lord came to me oh by the way this is not like a true story either yeah um so it's it's kind of like an allegory um both the teller and the hearers both realize that it's not um a true story but it is symbolic of of what of a message that's trying to be communicated. Um, so we're, Ezekiel's not rewriting their history, but he's telling their history differently than they're used to, which is probably not going to go well. <laughs> Sorry. This is a very common, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say is it's to the level of apocalyptic as you would see in Daniel or Revelation, but this is also something that you will see at this storytelling type of device is common, like in Revelation. So if you're familiar with any of the, you know, beasts rising up from the sea or the uh, woman with the 12 stars on her head and stuff like that. Like, it's that's more apocalyptic. That's even more symbolic in nature. But this is definitely a story with symbolism in it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it's a common device. 
Um, I think it's actually easier to understand here. That's it, my my wife is texting me baseball updates. So strikeout. Yep. Oh, did you see it? Uh, I saw it. Yeah. All right. So um, chapter sixteen, one through five. While you read, <clears throat> I'm going to send her a frowny face emoji. Okay. It's my youngest son, and he's had a rough rough baseball team so far this year. Oh, so who's, oh, is it his it's strikeout? As, it's oh, as he, yeah. Oh, okay. My oldest, their team is like undefeated and they're killing everybody. My oh. youngest is like the opposite. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. that needs a, a frowny face emoji. Yep, I sent it. <laughs> All right. Again, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, make known to Jerusalem her abominations and say, thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem, <clears throat> your origin and birth are of the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Admirite and your mother a Hittite. And as for your birth, one on that day you were born, you, you man, I can't read today. Right. As for your birth, on the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to cleanse you, nor rubbed with salt, nor wrapped in swaddling cloths. No eye pitied you to do, or pitied you to do any of these things to you out of compassion for you, but you were cast out on the open field, for you were abhorred on the day that you were born. Well, wow. <clears throat> so, one issue with Jer- with Israel at the time was Jerusalem was their crown, their glory, their look how awesome, and Ezekiel telling them God's word uh, basically just broke them down. <clears throat> he basically just took their idol and smashed it to pieces and showed them what it really was. Not only is it not the beautiful jewel that they thought it was supposed to be, this amazing city, it was born out of the enemies that they couldn't stand and were supposed to vanquish from the land. Now, if you know anything about the Bible, um, <clears throat> one of the things that my dad, my, my dad always says, he hates the Old Testament. I was like, how do you hate the Old Testament? And he's like, it always has so many names that I don't know and understand. Yeah. But the thing is, is most of those genealogies and those names, actually, they're like the Hall of Fame. Those are like the, the greatest of the great of Israel. And, and there's great pride behind those names, mm-hmm. you know, um, David and Abraham and, and Joseph and Jacob and Isaac. And you're like, and Booney, yeah. And, <laughs> and so you're just like, whoa. And this doesn't start that, you know, we're talking about the history of Israel and we're not starting with all those hall of famers. In fact, they're saying that you were born or you are of the descendants of a bunch of pagans, just like all the other nations. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, mm-hmm. Israel is supposed to be different. Like we are not a pagan. We are. And, and this story right here starts off very differently. <laughs> Guess what? Your mommy and daddy. Yeah. Yeah. They were, um, it would, I mean, it, it would basically be like, well, we already gave the disclaimer. It would basically be like saying like, yeah, your dad was a pimp and your mom was a crack whore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially what he's doing. He's like basically exposed. But the difference being that this would be the truth. Yeah. Like somebody might say that to you as an insult. And you'd be like, no, nah, my mom's a school teacher and my dad's a doctor. Like, but in this case, it would. it's really like saying, yeah, you're, you know, your dad's a pimp and your mom's the whore. Right. And like they conceived you. Whoop-de-doo. Yep. And when they conceived you, they kind of didn't care that much. Yeah. Um, because, you know, all the little pampering and all that kind of stuff that happens at most, bir- most births. So, well, actually, 
Man, your, your cord really wasn't even cut, and they just kind of left you out in the field. It, it's actually even worse. <clears throat> um, so a couple of things is the word thrown away here or cast out as it's translated to the ESV is essentially the ceremony that was done for unwanted children, especially girls. Mm. So it was basically like a, it's, it, it, it was like a, you weren't even wanted. Your, your dad was a pimp, your mom was a whore, and you were a baby that they just didn't want. You were worthless to them. So they threw you out in a field. And actually, well, verse 6 through 7, um, and when I passed by you and saw you wallowing in your blood, I said to you, in your blood, live. I said to you, in your blood, live. I made you flourish like a plant of the field, and you grew up and became tall and arrived at adornment. At full dormant, your breasts were formed, and your hair had grown, yet you were naked and bare. So, I mean, found you wallowing in your own blood. Yeah. Well, it's, this is actually a really beautiful picture because mm-hmm. the, I said you were, I said to you in your blood live, that phrase there. Now, I could not find out why it was said twice. Um, however, that saying there is actually included on a lot of Mesopotamian uh, adoption documents. Oh, is it really? So, it's actually a really beautiful picture. Oh, wow. I said I, he basically said I saw you walling and I adopted you. Hmm. I mean that's kind of a neat yeah that's kind of neat like, you know. Mm-hmm. I, once again I couldn't find out why it was said twice. I didn't have enough resources. Well, I mean sometimes <laughs> I mean sometimes just in that I mean it's emphasis. emphasis right yeah I mean, they didn't have which exclamation points and yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? I got an explanation point right here. Well you know in the Hebrew <laughs> it's a little, yeah, no punctuation. I could not uh, imagine that. Could you imagine trying to translate that? Oh anyway. my gosh yes. No no I can't imagine I've. Yeah, actually, yeah, to like study and yeah, I gave up. Um, <laughs> so, but then we've got Yahweh that comes to the rescue, raises this child, um, allows it to live, raises it to a, to a teenager, and um, actually, the words uh, that are coming up here when you get in, so we'll just you might have to just read right along or do you? Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Keep going. Uh, it says when I passed oh. by. This is a when I passed by you again and saw you. Behold, you were at the age for love, and I spread. The corner of my garment over you and covered your nakedness. I made my vow to you and entered into a covenant with you, declares the Lord God, and you became mine. Um, that corner of my garment, I spread the corner of my garment over you, is a marriage symbol that you also see in the book of Ruth. So it, it's basically saying like, like it's drawing on multiple images. So don't think that like, oh, that's gross. He's marrying his adopted daughter. It's, that's not the point, you sickos. Um, he's basically saying like, you know, I adopted you, raised you. That's one picture. And the other is I cared for you and I brought you into a covenant with me that's strong like a marriage. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, but then you waited really long. Sorry. So verse 9 yeah. through 14. Sure. Then I bathed you with water and washed off your blood from you and anointed you with oil. I clothed you also with embroidered cloth and shod you with fine leather. I wrapped you in fine linen and covered you with silk. And I adorned you with ornaments and put bracelets on your wrists and a chain on your neck. And I put a ring on your nose and earrings in your ears and a beautiful crown on your head. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver and your clothing was of fine linen and silk and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour and honey and oil. You grew exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty and your renown went forth 
among the nations because of your beauty, for it was perfect through the splendor that I had bestowed on you, declares the Lord God. I've been trying to get my wife to pierce her nose for years. Oh, yeah, did it work? Dude, no, not yeah. yet. She got really close. They wouldn't do it because she was pregnant. <clears throat> oh. Dude, oh. but man, dude, she'd be so hot. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think that's, I think it's great. Sorry, that's great imagery. Yeah. I mean, I'm a nose pierced kind of guy. Gee, man, he's still stuck on just that nose pierce. So God is being glorified through the piercing of this girl's nose. Mm-hmm. 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 But if you, I mean, I don't want you to think about my wife's nose in that way. No, but like, I'm, she's got a great nose for a ring right there, man. That'd be. <sighs> you know, I don't, I don't really like intimately pay attention to people's noses. I've been with her for like almost 16 See, years. That, that's fair. Like you know, I'm I'm very intimate with her nose. I, I can only imagine. Wait, that's on that came wrong. <laughs> very wow. Um, uh, we haven't well, gotten to that part of the chapter yet. Again, he did put in a disclaimer there. Yeah. I don't know if I knew that was in the disclaimer, but no, yeah. it's there. Um, so, so cleaned her up, made her look beautiful. Um, and yes, it was for her, but at the same time, you know, like when you take your girl to a party and like, you know, she gets complimented at the same time, like mm-hmm. the man's like, oh, your, your girl, man, she looks pretty tonight. And it doesn't have to be like in a weird way, but there's that. No, I, so we went to a wedding a few years ago and, uh, I have a coworker and a friend who's gay mm-hmm. and, uh, we're just sitting there and it was the first time he'd <clears throat> ever met my wife and he goes, she is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, dude, if the gay dude recognized, hop, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, come on, honey, walk on this arm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you, you will be the trophy tonight. You know, well, kind of like, well, it yeah. was really like, it was, it was a tremendous compliment. Right. It, it, I, it made my night, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's through this woman's beauty that at the same time, the man, I mean, gets glorified as well, because I mean, look at all these beautiful things that she has and she's wearing and and you know she's she's lifted up amongst the eyes of the other nations mm-hmm. and the other the other people and so you know god gets glorified in this situation so there's a lot of things going on i mean where this girl was and how she was raised and where she where she started and and who she is now and you know how that even resonates against you know with 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 um, well, Yahweh specifically here, but but the one who who brought her up and married her. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a beautiful picture of mm-hmm. really I guess that that regs to riches type of you know yeah perspective. Uh, one thing it talks about here with the um, just a little notes like the fine leather that they put on her feet, like that was like the soft <clears throat> um, like cared for leather. So they would have a leather that they would make for things like scabbards or. That's where you put your sword in. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was just like a, a a cheap leather that you'd use for maybe the sole of a shoe or for like a sandal thong or something like that. Like, you know, like, or you might be used for a horse. That was kind of your run-of-the-mill leather that everybody used. But this was like a purposely like conditioned and tanned leather that would be super expensive and hard to make at that point. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, girl, I got you a belt. You know, it says Levi's on it. You know, yeah. it's not like that. It's like uh, I went and got that, you know, super expensive, soft. Like, so he's like, basically the point is like adorning her with the best. I'm going to get baseball updates all night. I don't know if you guys can hear the phone going on. But, <laughs> uh, sorry. But yeah. So. Yes. Um, so what is special then about Israel? What is special about um, God's chosen people here? 
really nothing. No, it's um, it's what God has done to them. Yeah, I it mean, makes them special. All, all of this that, that this girl has experienced so far is really one hundred percent nothing she has done, um, and one hundred percent God's God's grace. Like, mm-hmm. um, and really, I mean, we could put Christians in this perspective as well. Like, we aren't we're we're not necessarily immune to this idea of well. You know what makes us special? Um, what makes us better than a sinner, or what makes yeah. us better than someone of the world, or makes us better than this person? Um, and you might even, you know, be able to put different people in. Oh, well, this, you know, a prostitute on the street, or a drug dealer, or a whatever. What, what, you know? Well, guess what? We as Christians aren't really actually much better than them. Right. It, it is only by God's grace that we're in a different situation in a different place. Um, because our our roots are still very much um, are still very much that that's well you're you're from that pagan mentality here's your mommy here's your daddy and this is where I rescued you from yeah no that's really true um, and yeah do you remember the the Chris Rock sketch this actually kind of fits um, not sketch it was it was part of his comedy bit um, he know. talks about like. I like when, uh, like the hardest thing for him to do would be to like find a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like it was like horrible. He's like, but it seems like whenever he was dating somebody, like all these girls would kind of come uh, out, you know, I liked you too, like whatever. And he'd be like, you know why? It's because like they picked you up, they wiped the crust out of your eyes. Like, you know, they like, they bought you nice clothes. Like it is, it really is kind of that same thing here. Like, right. It, you know, like you were a bloody, dirty baby in the field that sounds awful. You <laughs> bloody dirty baby uh, in the field and god came in and like you know watched over her and yeah. raised her up and then you know went into a covenant with her and adorned her with all these fine like cloths and linens and jewelry and bracelets and all this stuff and then put a crown on her head and unfortunately it goes to her head yeah but yeah oh sh- you just Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Not to 15 yet. Um, so, so, so far we, we do have a very beautiful picture of God's incredible grace um, for his people, um, for us. Israel at this point is used to, yes, uh, we are better than every other one of those pagan nations. Um, and God kind of starts this whole story off with, not the normal superheroes of, of Israel's day, but but of the, you came from pagan origins, your mommy and daddy weren't that great, and you were left abandoned in a field. And by the way, where you are now, um, you being able to brag about your history is only because God's grace mm-hmm. and him bringing you there. And so this is kind of where we pick up the story. And do we want to pick up the story here? Um, how far do you think we can make it? I don't know. Um, I guess we could do maybe 16 through 22, maybe? Yeah, let's go with that. I think that'd be good. All right, so let's do 16 through 22. I'm just double-checking. You're going to come this close to the feet. (laughs) All right. That's fine, though. That's fine. Uh, do you want to wait? I mean... No, do 16 through 22. We're how much time are we into it? Like 35 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got okay. it. Okay. Um, oh, 16. Oh. All right. 
16 through 22. I got to find it in my Bible. Oh, no, 15. Start with 15. Oh, 15. Okay, yeah. my fault. Okay. I don't know why I've got labeled that. Well, that changes everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. But you trusted in your beauty and played the whore. Beep. And played the whore. And played the whore ah. because of your renown and lav and lavished your whorings on any passerby. Your beauty became his. You took some of your garments and made for yourself colorful shrines and on them played the whore. The like has never been, nor ever shall be. You also took your beautiful jewels of my gold and my silver, which I had given you, and made for yourself images of men, and with them played the whore. And you took your embroidered garments to cover them, and set my oil and my incense before them. Also, my bread that I gave you, I fed you with fine flour and oil and honey. You set them... Uh, you set before them for a pleasing aroma, and so it was, declares the Lord God. And you took your sons and your daughters, whom you had borne to me, and these you sacrificed to them to be devoured. Were your whoring so small a matter that you slaughtered my children and delivered them up as offerings by fire to them? And in all your abominations and your whorings, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, wallowing in your blood." Well, well, what's up, Mr. Potty Mouth? Dang. I mean, how many times a whore used? Um, Jeez. I mean, I haven't counted it, but a lot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, well, all of those beautiful... Um, all adornments. Those adornments um, ends up being shared with a bunch of men that she's choosing to horsely share with them, prostitute out to them. Um it's basically all of the gifts given to her, given to her by God, have now been turned around and used in a pagan way. Um, the credits, the gifts, all that is being given over to pagan gods. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's the same as when we get, it, it, you know, it, it, it kind of made, if you want to really get into it and think about it a little bit. It's like the same way. How are we using the gifts and blessings that we have been given? Are we using them to glorify God? Are we thanking God for them? Or are we using them to, you know, set up our own little temples and idols and gods? And are we using them to gain more of those? I can't think of the word. Bad things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I can't think of the word I was trying to put there, but yeah. I, I mean, that is pretty much, she is doing, just that. Yeah. So if you look at it in the context of a marriage, it's, you know, you gave your wife those fine leather sandals and put them on her feet and uh, she turned around and gave them to her boyfriend who wasn't you. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? And then another man yeah. who also wasn't you or the other guy. And that's the guy you gave all the gold and silver to. Uh-huh. And over and over like she keeps doing this and that's what Israel is doing over and over and over and if you look at Israel's history I mean you're talking about pagan shrines high places that I mean you probably read through many of the other prophets and many through the other things and if you look at like Kings and Chronicles and all of these you're gonna see that in Israel's history many kings and there weren't really many good kings in Israel or Judah um, but where we see where where they continue to to sacrifice to idols, um, 
what them giving up their kids to sacrificing their yeah. children i mean that's child sacrifice which we've seen a, a ton of time i mean you're, you're you know you're, yeah you're, my commentary makes a point to say that a lot of this they believe sounds like what started with solomon yeah like really it started with yeah solomon your hero the wisest guy ever um basically was the one who set this off mm-hmm. yep and so they are sacrificing their kids even to idols and pagan Canaanite. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then, you know, he kind of rounds it on and says, in all this abominations and your whorings, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare walling in your blood. It's like, you don't even remember like that you're rescued and pulled out of this. And so basically like you don't remember those, you know, if you remember Deuteronomy, it always said remember, mm-hmm. and you're not remembering. No, you're you not. You don't remember the slavery. You don't remember the time you were hungry and you were fed. You don't remember when you had no food or water and it was given to you in the desert, when the snakes bit you and you were healed. Like They're not remembering the stuff they were told to remember. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're just, <clears throat> you know, oh, yeah, this is cool. What, what works now is this Yeah, kind of thing. Yep. Um, 23 through 30. Ooh, how much? Oh, keep 23 going, through, try 23 through 29. Okay. Um, and after all your wickedness, woe, woe to you, declares the Lord God. You built yourself a vaulted chamber and made yourself a lofty place in every square. And at the head of every street, you built your lofty place and made your beauty an abomination, offering yourself to any passerby and multiplying your whoring. You also played the horror with the Egyptians, your lustful neighbors, multiplying your whoring to provoke me to anger. Behold, therefore, I stretched out my hand against you and diminished your allotted portion and delivered you to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of the Philistines, who are ashamed of your lewd behavior. You played the whore also with the Assyrians because you were not satisfied. Yes, you played the whore with them, and still you were not satisfied. You multiplied your whoring also with the trading land of Chaldea, and even with this, you were not satisfied. So verse 25 has an interesting phrase for offering yourself. Which one? Verse 25. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very lewd reference to how she's offering herself. Yeah. Um, Ezekiel is censored. <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially, it says, um, basically, uh, you spread your feet. And I think they actually say that again, don't they? Or, uh, possibly? Or maybe I read that in the NIV, and so the NIV is yeah, a little NIV. bit more... A little more colorful? A little bit more colorful. Let's see if I can look at that really quick. Let's try to see. Let's see, Ezekiel. I'm at 27. <laughs> see, Ezekiel 23. Or 16. Uh, mine says, degraded your beauty, offering your body with increasing promiscuity to anyone who passed by. Okay. I feel like there's somewhere in there where pretty much says straight out. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So we've got some very interesting language here, too. Um, yeah, it's definitely... Um, more abrasive. Mm-hmm. I, I, we talk about how you said we need more R-rated sermons, and like, I, I'm kind of 
disappointed uh, that the ESV would try and sanitize the language here so yeah. much because they're like, why are we trying to sanitize this mm-hmm. is I guess kind of my question. Well, I mean, he was trying to shock them and sometimes like we, uh, you know, I guess many times in the church we get, Oh, you know, uh, we've sinned and we're like, Oh yes, we've all sinned. Yeah. But right here, this right here is a picture of our sin. Like, I mean, it is not a pretty picture. Um, See, yeah, the, the Hebrew, and I'm going to butcher it. Tepeski et regalaik. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is translated as offering your body literally means you spread your feet apart, the opening of something that is usually closed. This is only one of many graphic expressions that show how utterly despicable Jerusalem's conduct has been. And... For some reason, the translators chose to like edit it down even more. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I want this just because like I get my kicks off of like rude language. It's just that maybe if we hit people over the head a little bit more with this kind of stuff, it would it would make more sense. Because mm-hmm. offering yourself is something is, that you say on a the PG version of the movie, right? When you put it on TV, right? You know. Well, and the thing is, is yes. This is pointed towards, I mean, it mentions Jerusalem, but it's all of Israel, both north-south kingdom. But really, it applies to us today, too, like, in, in all honesty. I mean, this is really what our sin does. Like, all of these things and blessings that God provides, we then go hoard out into all these other idols that, yeah, all these other idols. And you're like, well, you know, so okay, well, we, we don't worship other gods and stuff. Well, I mean, God calls out the, these, God basically calls out the, the men that she's whoring with, um, just some of them, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, like, I mean, he calls them out by name and says, well, here's, by the way, I also know the men that you're going and sleeping with. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. like, ooh, God is very, <laughs> it's not like she's doing this in secret, like, ooh, um, and, and so uh, a bunch of years ago, um, we, we've, Sarah and I have lived in a, in a place where prostitutes have always been fairly close by. <laughs> um, and we were watching a show. I remember waiting in the park up there and yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm just, just waiting for my friend to get home from work. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, one time we were driving, driving down and, you know, this, this lady waves to us as we're driving into, into our, you know, the, our neighborhood and she and Hadessa's like, Daddy, who's that woman waving at you? She's just a neighbor. Just um, a neighbor. But most prostitutes and whores aren't very attractive anymore. I'm not saying they were at one time, but like when you see like all these TV shows of like these prostitutes that oh, are yeah. still pretty and like not beaten down and you know they're just on the streets. Right. That's not what a prostitute looks like. Like they are beaten that like sometimes they are actually beaten. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so like she's not that beautiful girl that's been rescued and raised from a a child to a teenager to be crowned with all this beautiful stuff. She's hoard herself out and um God is calling out the 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 the, the people that 
she's sleeping with by name. Mm-hmm. It's not like something that's being done in private that he's fully unaware of. He's very aware of what she's doing, where she's going, and and how she's utilizing all these beautiful um, things that that he's provided. And it's not even like she's getting anything in return. Like she's just whoring herself out hey, there well, along with all that's these a things. Spoiler man. Oh, whoops. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I ahead of myself? Oh. Um, I mean, we'll get into it whoops. next next time where she's basically paying others. My bad. So. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that last part. And pretend I didn't say that what the spoiler was that he spoiled originally with a different spoiler. And pretend that you didn't hear that the spoiler of the spoiler thing and the spoiler thing because Don's not going to edit it out. So no. just pretend like he's edited it out so that you didn't even hear this thing. But we're going to say he edited it out. And you're like, oh, he edited it out. But we're telling you that No, see, I've gotten increasingly bad at taking notes of things I'm supposed to edit out. Okay. So they usually just go in. Okay, good deal. <laughs> Um, we're, pre- we're pretty live. Pretty much what you see is what you Right, doing. right. <laughs> so. so, so yeah, so it starts off really cool, sweet story of God's mm-hmm. grace. And then how we whore it out. Yeah. All right. And by the end of it, it's... It, uh, what's funny is... Well, not funny, but what's ironic, what's weird, it's about to get worse. Yeah. And Israel is not going to get happier with how the story goes. <sighs> no. No. But read ahead. Yeah, so, well, guys. Uh, Spoil it for yourself, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, we'll pick up in verse 30 All right. next time. So. Cool. All right, guys. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.